What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Trail Blazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Blazers your first listen every single day. It's free on all platforms, five days a week, coming at you every single weekday. So make it a part of your daily routine and make it your first listen every single day. If it's your first listen today, you're getting a treat because today we are joined by Blazers broadcaster and the Saturday night sports anchor for Coin News here in Portland, my friend and yours, Jamie Hudson. Jamie, how you doing? Hey, Mike, I'm doing good. How about you? Oh, living the dream. We're recording this on a third Tuesday afternoon. I don't know what day of the week it is. You know, it's the NBA season. A Tuesday yeah. afternoon prior to the games getting going here, but I'm excited to watch a little NBA basketball tonight as we get into the stretch run and the games are a little bit more important. Um, less, <laughs> increasingly less important for the Blazers, but more important for everyone else. Um, so I'm, I'm getting into it and I bet you're gearing up for, uh, a pretty important next five weeks here in college basketball for your beloved, uh, Zags. That's right. When I woke up today, it felt like Christmas because March is, is always my favorite time of year. Um, so yeah, you know, when the Blazers aren't winning, at least we have March Madness around here to focus on, right? There you go. And so you can watch your Zags and have your heart broken like a true fan. Oh. Nothing sweeter than uh, rooting for a team that's been on the doorstep so many times recently. For your sake, I hope um, I hope they do it. They deserve it. Mark Few deserves it. The Zags deserve it. They've been good for so damn long. Get him a trophy or that the NC tournament trophy is kind of ugly. Get him that little slab of wood. Yeah, the banner. I just want to see the banner up there in the kennel. That, I know I know you'll be there. You'll shell out any amount of money to be in the gym. That's one thing I know about you is you're not cheaping out on ticket prices. Uh, we're not here just to talk about Zags basketball, although we could. We could do Locked on Zags. Uh, that's actually on the network, and you should go listen to it if that's the thing that you're into. And uh, Locked on Zags, if you're listening, have Jamie on the show. Um Jamie, the Blazers aren't very good. They're not very good intentionally. They're super young. When you're watching this group, like how do you like what are you watching for? Or what is catching your eye with this group? Yeah, there's a few things that I'm watching for. Right, it's so different because yeah. we're all adjusting, whether it's media members or fans. I mean, this time of the season, we are used to Damian Lillard taking over right now after All Star break and and fighting for the position in the Western Conference. And now, you know, it's very different on how you approach, how you look at a game. Sure. And I was tweeting about CJ Ellaby and his effort. Cause I, I love that that kid is always going all out. Yeah, sure, maybe he doesn't have the skills and the talent that you would expect to have in a, a starting player. Starting power forward, CJ Ellaby. Yeah, in a starting power, power forward. But, and so I understand that Blazer fans were like, well, come on, Jamie, like, he shouldn't even be in this rotation. You know, it's just, you need to look at it differently. And I'm just looking at his effort. He goes all out for Coach Phillips. And I think that this team, uh, whoever is out on the floor, is on the same page of, hey, we're just going to try and, and be where we need to be on defense, which has been, that's been, some, I mean, it's been a little up and down, I know. But yeah. uh, right before the All-Star break, I'm thinking about. Yeah, I mean, days. there was that, that one was week nice. where the it was one week yeah. where the team was legitimately fun and they looked pretty good and all those things. Yes. But like, it's different. I mean, the two games out of the break, they've gotten smoked. Good teams, yeah. like good teams. Uh, yeah. Golden State is really good. They might win the NBA title. Uh, Denver is really good. Like they have 
maybe the best yeah. player in basketball on the roster and he right. didn't need to shoot and he dominated the game. So it's weird, yeah. but I'm with you. Like you're watching CJ Ellaby and you're, and the, the, just the, it's changed, right? Like you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I like, I like that CJ Ellaby plays hard. I like that he, like yeah. that you don't have to question his effort, but you're not like, okay, well this, here's how it works. Like if he, he starts at power forward, you know, it's like, the calculation has uh, the calculation has changed a little bit. I find myself the same way. Like I was in that uh, Sunday Sunday game against the Nuggets. I was like really keyed in on on Keon Johnson. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the hell out of Keon Johnson. Uh, and then I come away and it's like he made his first shot and he didn't really didn't really have much offense after that. Um, mm-hmm. I thought he really struggled offensively in the last three quarters. But my sort of my like my whatever my sort of calibrations have changed a little bit and i was like it's a pretty good game <laughs> i was like i thought he played pretty well I'm like oh they did lose by 30 and he missed a bunch of jumpers but yeah whatever like it's it's changed for me uh, i imagine that's the same for you um what do you every times has been incredible since january where are you um where do you sort of see ant going from here what do you project for ant going forward uh i think it's awesome to see that more fans around the league are noticing him. Um, you know, one thing I, I really hope for him is that people will get his name right. Oh, God. I, I mean, we still interview some national writers on Trailblazers courtside, and they're still saying Simmons. So Or Anthony, occasionally. Or Anthony, yeah. So going from going um, from here, I would like to see people get his name right. But, no, I think... Uh, the sky's the limit with that guy. He's even really been focusing on defense and he, he knows that that was something he really needed to work sure. on. And he now knows his assignments. He, he's doing his homework and knowing what his opponents want to do, knowing their tendencies. So I think that's been helping him. Um, but I think it's been so fun to watch him blossom because Mike, we heard all yeah. about Anthony Simon for so long. He was the one standout in training camp for, first two seasons right and now getting to see what he can do and how he can score in so many ways and to see his confidence yeah right? he's a different guy right he a very is. different guy than he, he was has when a you... swagger yeah now he, he even gives you two more words than than uh than he used to in his post-game interviews like he's actually he's He's come a long way both on and off the court. Yeah, it's it's funny. He was he did post game or whatever. And it's like mm-hmm. he did he did post game on Sunday and, and I was like, he better. Like he like for better or for worse, like that dude has to be the voice of the franchise right now. Um and Ant has yeah. is was just he was uh, to give you a vocab word of the day, pretty taciturn as a youngster. Just really quiet. Yeah. Just a really, really quiet dude. Not a talkative, shy in interviews, um, even one-on-ones, you know, he just wasn't mm-hmm. he wasn't a talker. And he has, I agree. I'm with you, Jamie. He's come out of his shell. Like he's, he's the difference in being 18 and coming in the league and 22 is, um, and being around it. Like we've been lucky enough to be, it's like, you really see someone become an adult. Um, and that part beyond this basketball stuff is pretty cool. Like it's, it's cool to see someone, um, grow up and, and soon he's going to become a super millionaire. So congratulations <laughs> on the on the looming payday. Uh, what do you think of some of the new guys? Obviously, we didn't see Justin Wins- Justice Winslow Sunday, but what do you think of Winslow and Josh Hart, some of the new acquisitions that have come over since the deadline? I think they're perfect for what Coach Phillips has been preaching of what he wants, uh, especially on the defensive end. I know I keep bringing that up, but that was just such a focus this season and moving yeah. forward of what they want and and why they got rid of certain guys is because they want to be a much improved defensive team in the future. And 
So Winslow, I love what what he could bring. I mean, when he played against LeBron and the Lakers, like yeah. that that dude can hold his own, you know? Uh, yeah, they haven't had a guy who can just go guard a big wing. Like, hey, right. LeBron's here. Who, you know, you look down the yeah. line and it's like, oh, maybe Wenyan Gabriel will do it. You know, it's like as good as as much length as he was, he didn't have just like just the size. And and I think yeah. justice for his limitations, you're right. Like seeing someone who you could put on LeBron and be like, he might be all right, feels very different yeah. than it's felt in the past. Yeah, exactly. And this is a guy who just wants to fit in and he wants to stay somewhere. You're right. He, he thinks, I, I mean, in talking with him when I was filling in for Brooke, I mean, he already loves the system. He loves Coach Phillips. Uh, he says he's ready to get a triple double. Like, this is a guy that he's, that's his goal. So, I mean, Blazer fans would love to see that from him. I saw on uh, I saw on social media that he went to Lay Pigeon, which is like uh, for those of you who don't live here, it's a restaurant on East Burnside. It's like the one of, it's the fancy restaurant in Portland. It's you know not a ton of seats. Uh, shout out to Gabe Rucker if you're listening, Gabe. Uh, you know, hook me up with one of those profiteroles. But um, it's like a quintessentially sort of like Portland restaurant, but not really an NBA guy in Portland restaurant. That's like Departure. Yeah. They're they're at Departure in Portland City Grill. So I was like, oh, Justice is like. Uh, already going to lay pigeon like he's a real I like immediately he jumped up the charts for me I was like oh he's a he's a Portland guy like this guy gets it and he had mentioned in a post-game interview he's like I love the nature I love walking around and taking mm-hmm. hikes I was like man so, more, they need they need a you know ink this dude to a multi-year deal because he's uh, he's he's super duper Portland uh, I want to get your thoughts on Josh Hart too because I think he's a big part of the future as well let's do that in the second segment but first I want to tell my listeners about prize picks if you are looking for a daily fantasy option for the national basketball association you got to try the award-winning app prize picks it's daily fantasy made easy i've played it i have a ton of fun and i bet you will too here's how it works you pick two to five players and an over under on their projections and so you can win up to 10 times on every single entry entries are super quick to make like 60 seconds or less and then when you win they got safe and fast withdrawals plus like i said it's an award-winning app that's available on the app store and also google play uh if you're making your picks, you can pick rebounds, points, uh, assists, whatever you're looking for. You can also switch up sports if you want to do the NFL or college football when that's when those are back in action. Or if you want to do hockey in the NBA that's currently in action now, you can do that too. Multi-sport entries, that's a ton of fun. And plus, right now, PrizePix has an exclusive no-brainer offer for all of its users. You get $50 for free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point but you got to use that promo code NBA. That's right. An exclusive offer available for all my Locked On listeners. Sign up today. Use the promo code NBA and you get $50 for free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point. All right. We're still chatting here with Blazers broadcaster and Coin News Saturday night host. Check your Saturday Night News to see my friend of yours, Jamie Hudson. Jamie, I asked you about Justice Winslow, but there's another new guy uh, that's been really, for me, a little eye-opening. What have you appreciated about Josh Hart in his seven games, maybe, with the Portland Trailblazers? Not many. Not many, but uh, this guy's competitive nature, uh, and not to mention his talent, his size, I think it's got to be killing him right now not to be winning. I, I think that... I know it's really hard for all players to think about that idea of not winning and and to look into the future. But for Josh Hart, you can see how upset he gets when he throws the ball away or like, or, or his teammate doesn't catch the ball. 
right? Because he is so competitive. He wants, he just wants, he has that drive, right? Yeah. That um, I think that fans have already fell in love with and will continue to really enjoy about him. Um, not to mention what he can bring on both ends. Again, he is a guy that Chauncey Billups is going to love to coach in the future. It's not all, I know he is already, but um, I'm just thinking about his IQ and that he is a bigger wing guard. He's, not, yeah, quite, he's not quite little, big enough. He's still 6'5". Right. But I, I think you can get away with minutes of him at small forward in a way that maybe you couldn't with Norman Powell. It's not ideal. Like, yeah. you want more size there. But I'm with you. I think there's – you see it. Like, you could see it. Yeah. Uh, the competitiveness, he mentioned this in the post game is like he, um, he feels like he's – maybe uh, a little like with this particular group because they're so young you know yeah. they're starting a bunch of they're playing a ton of rookies they're just they're starting drew eubanks and uh uh keon johnson like they're young they're young uh like every time is one of the most seasoned players on the roster uh third most experienced of anyone on the roster it's kind of wild um but hart mentioned like after the game that he's he maybe is being, he's a little too upset at the, at the mistakes and the losing and stuff and that he wears his heart on his sleeve and that he has to have better body language because <laughs> it sucks to lose, but he has to like, he knows kind of where they're at developmentally, right? Like he right. needs to be a sort of emotional leader. But I, I think you're right. There are guys who can not like are comfortable with losing, but kind of can like, they see the, they could see the picture. Okay. We're going to come and be professional. Josh Hart hates this shit. Like he hates it. He, mm -hmm. he, um, you know, it's not like, Oh, he'd much rather be in New Orleans, but he would much rather be on a competitive team. And I think I asked him about this after the game, the transition from, okay, you're here. And with you in the lineup and Nurk and justice Winslow's team looks pretty competitive to now Nurk's out, uh, you know, justice missed Sunday's game and you're losing back-to-back -back games by 30 plus that were not competitive in the final 10 minutes. He's not having he's not having too much fun. Um, so that's that's funny that you noticed that too because he was, um, I don't know, pissed, but like he was not into it. You know, he's not yeah. he's not into it. Um, I don't I think tanking is hard on certain guys if the organization decides that they're playing for the future and you realize you're part of the present. Um, do you think Do you think Josh Hart? You're having to pick. Nazir mm -hmm. Little or Josh Hart starting at small forward? Not skill-wise, but fit-wise, who do you lean as of right now? Oh, that's tough. I always have to, like, take my past, like, experiences with Nas because, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. you know, we've been covering him for so long and seeing his progress and seeing him grow up this season before the injury. That was very exciting to see. Or You know, it's fun. It's fun to see when guys are finally, you know, showing yeah, put, what they can do. Putting it together, yeah. Yeah, I'm putting it together and showing that potential. Um, I, I still think Josh Hart, though, is the guy that they will go with and, and should start um, with his experience. And besides, Nasir Little such a spark coming off the bench that I, I think that they would really appreciate to still have that um, in the second unit. Um, so I still think it's, it's Josh Hart. Next yeah, year. I think the passing, like he can handle and pass yeah. a little bit more. You add that dimension, that's going to be helpful. Um, yeah, I, I, we're probably too far away to be having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about March, March, March first, about October first. So, like, I, I recognize, like, um, yeah. you know, hopefully the Blazers continue to add complications to this, right? Like, the best case scenario is that you get to the fall and there's like real debates about who could start because you have not like a bunch of similar talented guys, but just a bunch of talented guys, right? Like a bunch of yeah. dudes who can help. 
um, particularly who play f- the forward position in the NBA. I think that if, if you were picking a spot, that would be it. Um, but yeah, I think I'm with you. I think just like overall talent, Josh is probably better than Nas right now. But I think there's there could be a case that you the balance makes more sense for Nas. I I probably lean with you now, March March first. But I I reserve the right to change my mind several times between now and October. Okay. Yes. Deal. <laughs> You mentioned this before. Uh, you you did some filling in. You're, I mean, you're a television professional, Jamie. I know about you. Uh, first knew about you because you were someone who was on TV. Uh, but <laughs> you did some filling in as uh, the Blazers sideline reporter. What can can you just like? I'll ask you this, like athlete, right? Like, what's okay. the biggest adjustment being a sideline reporter as opposed to a studio television host? Um, you know, making sure that the questions that I'm asking, whether it was a player or coach Phillips, that they haven't been asked that five, 10 times in the last couple of weeks. Right. So just really being in tune with what their post-game and pre-game press conferences are, are like um, and what they're being asked. Because I know when I first started uh, years ago and at NBC Sports Northwest, you don't have I to date yourself some time yeah, like, ago. I'm not going to say ago, how many We're years. young people here. Jamie yeah, and I are both yeah. young. It's we're the same um, age and we're children so thanks for listening <laughs> i just remember cj mccollum when we were in denver at a shoot around one time he was like did you really just ask me what it's like to play will barton again for the sixth time like can we not be all over that storyline well, i hear always the same thing yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, my friend Sean has a story about he, he, you know, the Nike hoop summit is in Portland every year. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's like international prospects for some U S teams. And he went into the locker room in the Mavs locker room to ask Dirk this uh, to, about what it's like in memories of the hoop summit. And Dirk looked at him and said, every effing year I come here, you ask me this. <laughs> and Sean said, we've never met. <laughs> like, like a bunch of other me's other me's have right. blown it, but I have not yeah. personally asked you this. So I, so yeah. I, I can imagine it's like, cause you're getting a pregame interview. You're getting a mid quarter mm-hmm. interview. You're getting a, or like a halftime interview. Like you've got to, right. um, you got to press it forward a lot more. Yes, exactly. Um, and just, um, uh, just having fun with it though, at this point in the season, right. When there's been so many injuries and Right. And I remember um, I had a couple interviews with Greg Brown, but his first interview that I had did with him, it was pregame and he just got done warming up and he was bouncing. He was, seriously, and I don't want to even use the word bouncing because I know we say bouncing, Greg bouncing Brown, Brown. But, yeah. but seriously, he couldn't stop moving. Like his energy that he had, it just, I mean, and he was just giving me answers, but the, and they were great answers, but I couldn't believe the amount of energy he had for an interview. So that he was fun. a like, delight. He Greg is. Brown is a delight. He is a joy. He did his first post-game media after a game where they got shellacked. I think it was the Orlando game right after the trades. Oh, and yeah. they lost mm-hmm. by 20 to the worst team in the NBA. And he was so excited to be in the press room. He bounced out of there and said, my first interview, hope I did good. And it was like, <laughs> oh, this is like a, this is before the, you know, we were talking about aging a little bit. This is before the weight of the world crushes you a little bit. Like this is someone who's just a joy uh, to be around. So um, I'm glad I did. I had, I miss this bouncing brown interview i'm gonna can i go back in the archives and find greg brown bouncing around i think so i think we should find it oh it was it was really fun but he is a joy to watch on the court and as much fun as he's having he he just exudes that to his um 
to his teammates. Like, I just think it's so contagious when Greg Brown's out on the floor. Yeah, and I he's... like watching Brown and Watford together. Oh, yeah. Brown and Watford, that's a guy that I didn't expect much from, right? <laughs> and now he's one of the most, like, talented, well, smartest. Like, as a, yeah. for a rookie, absolutely he, does not make that many mistakes. Absolutely. His, the thing he got on the floor with was because, um, like, low level of screw ups, you know, yeah. it's like, we can yeah. count. It's like why Greg Brown didn't play early in the year because Chauncey was like, mm -hmm. there's just gonna be too many screw ups. I can't handle it. I'm, I, right. I'm, a, I'm a new coach. I can't have you out there screwing up the plan. And he could trust Trendon. Um, yeah. I do these, I do these season previews. Right. And so I just passed mm -hmm. on doing a season preview. I did like a, I did four minutes on Trenton Watford. I was like, eh, he's not going to play. It doesn't, he's a two way guy. It's, right. If he does play, it's great. There's your preview. And now I'm like, I love Trenton Watford's one of my favorite parts of the Blazers season. Um, yeah. It's truly been one of the most enjoyable. Let's let's talk a little bit about what's next for the Blazers. Uh, that's what we'll do to close the show. But for, first, I want to tell my listeners about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. The best tasting protein bar that there is. Don't mess around looking for competitors. Just peep the macros. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and just 4 net carbs coming in delicious flavors. Like my personal favorites cookies and cream, and peanut butter brownie. But they also come in raspberry, salted caramel, double chocolate, mint brownie, coconut, almond, whatever suits your fancy, you'll find them, plus limited time flavors, all available at Built.com. So head there right now and use that promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's 15% off when you use the promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond, you are still listening to Locked on Blazers. Still chatting here with Jamie Hudson of Blazers Broadcasting and Coin News. Jamie, the Blazers are not going to make the playoffs. I'm going to spoil this for you right now. They're not going to be one of the teams that makes the playoffs. They're headed in the other direction. But they've got some some they've got something invested in other teams specifically missing the playoffs. They in the exchange with the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, the deal that brought in Josh Hart and sent CJ McCollum to Portland. You may recall uh, my listeners, I'm sure, do as well. It was an end of an era. But the end of the C.J. McCollum era included a, a protected pick coming to Portland. If it lands between 5 and 14 in the upcoming draft, it stays with the Portland Trailblazers. That means if the Pelicans miss the playoffs, the Blazers are almost certainly getting their pick. If the, if the Pels... Uh, if the Pels do make the playoffs, it gets pushed down the line and they don't get a pick till 2025, whatever, whatever. So there's like, there's a lot riding on the New Orleans Pelicans missing the playoffs. And prior to the All-Star break, they went one and four. They kind of limped into the break and the Blazers had a little lead. And then the Nurk injury, you know, things have changed. Things done change. And the Pelicans, for my money, I don't know how many times you've watched them with CJ. I, I think I've caught about a, a total of one and one half games. Uh, I watched the end of a couple of them. But, um, but, uh, it's they look good and they might make the playoffs. So Jamie, when we sit here today, mm -hmm. are you, do you think we'll go through it, but do you think yeah. the Pelicans are going to make the playoffs? What's your gut feeling on this? Well, I've just been watching the highlights and when you say they look good, I'm like, well, I know when you watch highlights, and, the, the like shots, go in, the right, game, right, right. So I guess, but honestly, with CJ and Brandon Ingram, I mean, it's, they're, that's fun. Yeah. It's a good duo. Yeah. I'm excited for their future. Um, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, though. Tell because, them. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, 
that's the hopeful. Uh, yeah, that is hopeful. Um, <laughs> that's that's. I set you up, Jamie, to be a hater, but also be hopeful. That is that's okay. the art of this podcast. Is that? That is nice. Yeah, it's negativity as positivity. So there you go. Yes. Um, yeah, because just looking at the rest of the Western Conference and knowing that the Pelicans, they don't, they don't have that help like right, right now. That's just the duo, really, right? Mm-hmm. So Herb Jones um, is good, Valanciunas is good, but their bench stinks. Valentinus, like they, they, yeah. it's, it's. Uh, yeah, there's not the depth there. <laughs> they've got four really legitimate NBA players, but um, that means they have a smaller margin for error. And error, excuse me. Yeah. Um, and and they started a little bit behind. As we're recording this, uh. There's, we're recording this, like I said, I've said this a couple times, but I just want to put it in yeah. context because we're going to yeah. talk about some of the future here. Uh, it's, it's Tuesday afternoon. The NBA games haven't started yet. So tonight, a couple of these teams are going to play, but the the Pelicans right now are in 10th place. They would get the last play-in spot. If you get in the last play-in spot, you've got to win. You 10 and 9 play each other. You win, and then you play the loser of 7-8 to get into the playoffs. So the Pelicans are almost certainly going to have to win two single elimination games. But the Pelicans sit in 10th. They are two and a half games behind the ninth place Lakers as we record this. They're six games behind the eighth place Clippers and they're seven and a half games behind the Wolves. They're not getting at it. They're maybe getting out of 10th because the Lakers suck, but like they're not getting, they're not getting to eighth. They're going to be nine or 10. Absolutely. And then behind the Pelicans, um, the San Antonio Spurs, the Blazers, but we're just ignoring the Blazers because of the, the direction they're likely headed the spurs one and a half games back the kings who kind of went for it three games back let's start with the two teams behind them do, do you have any faith in san antonio or sacramento catching new orleans the trade deadline i thought okay sacramento like right 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 now you got some bonus like this could be this could be really good um i, I don't see them catching yeah, the pelicans yeah. No, no, they're not going to put it together in the short amount of time. Like, right. We have 20, 20 games 20 to games? make up three games, right? It's, yeah. You're going to have to, so, the, you know, you're going to have to be four games better over 20 games. That seems like a big ask to me. I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely see New Orleans in the playing games. And by then, the LA teams will. I'll probably be able to figure it out in, in order to at least make you think do you think as we sit here today on march 1st that the lakers are going to figure it out you don't well, believe that I, I just lebron's just gonna like take over and it'll just be yeah fine. i mean it, I, I think there's something to that right is that in yeah. a single elimination game you probably yeah. would pick lebron yeah. over them I yeah, think that's exactly. the argument, right? Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't, I think the Lakers are, I've said it here, like, they're not good. Um, I thought they were going to be good. I picked them, I think, to finish third in the West in my pre- preseason, preseason preview. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Look at the big brain on this one. I did not pick the Grizzlies. No, to make everybody the, did that. Everybody yeah, I did didn't that. pick the Grizzlies to make the playoffs. So, um, yeah. Your boy was has missed on a couple, but in Minnesota, I gotta give props to what the Timberwolves have been doing. Yeah, I mean, Chris I know- Finch really coaching them up, and I think Carl yeah. um, Anthony Towns has been really good. Uh, yeah, I did not see them as the seventh best team in the West. Absolutely, I saw them as a. Yeah. I saw them about where the Spurs right. are now, like a couple mm-hmm. games out of the play in, and mm-hmm. like competitive for that tenth spot. I thought they were a tenth team, and they're going to finish, you know, seventh or eighth in the West. Yeah. Um, yeah so I think the Pelicans, I'm with you. I don't think the Pelicans make the playoffs, which is good news. I mean, it's a bummer for CJ. I, I wish him well or whatever. Um, but like, 
it's it's important for the Blazers that the Pelicans face plant. You know, it's important for them that it doesn't work out. And um, yeah, I, I think I have, I think I have faith in LeBron in a single elimination game. I, I, I'm not, sh- I, I'm not sure I have a ton of faith in just like a straight up matchup Wolves Pelicans that the that the Pels couldn't win the game. I've seen CJ McCollum be really good in single elimination games. That is yeah. one of the things that worries me a little bit is that he's had some big moments. You know, um, game, obviously Game Seven in Denver, but even mm-hmm. the bubble game uh, to beat Memphis back in back in Orlando, yeah. like he was really really good in that game. And his mm-hmm. game is so suited for like, okay, no one can score, just give me the damn ball. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think I think we agree. I think you're right. I think the Pelicans are probably not, but I feel every day I feel less confidence in mm-hmm. that in that selection. I have one more question before you you get out of here. You were the uh, head coach of the freshman women's basketball team at Lincoln High School. Go Cardinals. What was your base defense? Did you guys play zone or man-to-man? We started the season man-to-man. Full court press. Hell yeah. I grew up playing that way. (laughs) And you wanted your team to be a true Jamie Jamie McConnell's, like really getting after it. Yeah. Um, You know, and then we had to... We didn't quite have the, the athletes to do that. What what I was expecting yet, right? Like that's it's a lot to ask. Yeah, I, a listen, freshman team. listen. Yeah, it's uh, you got to you got to you got to coach your personnel, yeah. even if you had an idea coming in. Yeah. Um. So then, in the middle of the season, we went to our two three zone. But hey, at the end of the season, we were back to our man to man full court press. Thank. I see. I, I was. It. I've watched a lot of high school basketball in this great state in my time. Mm-hmm. I spent uh, about five years covering high school sports. Uh, shout out to my shout out to my O family. Um, but I was worried, Jamie, that you guys were a t- total two three team because I've watched so many of this, and I was going to hate on you hard. Um, so I'm glad to see that you in your core you wanted to play mm-hmm. aggressive, uh, straight up man to man defense. I love I love that. Um, I'm gonna have to come see the Cardinals next season when uh, when li- when life is a little less complicated. Let me knock on wood there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Yes. I hope to see you next season for sure. I'll be there. Um, yeah. All right, Jamie. Thank you so much, folks. Check Jamie's workout Saturday nights. Coin News, or also available on the CW. You can find it on your local TV stations. You can see her on the uh, Blazers broadcast, and also Monday nights on Trailblazers Courtside with Jay Allen. She's on your TV. Just turn it on and look for her. Jamie. Thanks so much for joining me. <laughs> thanks, Mike. Dear listeners, tell your friends about this podcast. It is available wherever they get podcasts, five days a week, free on all platforms, the only daily Trailblazers podcast. So make it your first listen every single day, part of your daily routine. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.